0: Hello, guests and ghouls, and welcome to Quest Friends Hereafter, an improvised fiction podcast using the Under the Neighborhood role-playing system. I am Kyle, he, him, and today I, my four best friends, and some dice are going to tell you a story about a phantom thief and the two people they had the misfortune of pissing off.
1: Hello, I'm Ari, she, her, and I play Aurelio Enrique Hueso or Kike for short, the opportunist who adapts he, him.
0: Doctor, Ari specifically, which is a correction no one else will respond to because I'm adding this part in post, but I promised slash threatened to include this addition once Ari got her PhD.
2: I'm Emily, they, them, and I play... Irene Hawthorne, the Necromon trainer who overextends. She, her.
3: I am Tom. My pronouns are he, him. I play Hilda Mishkiewicz, the guardian who pulls pranks, whose pronouns are she, her.
4: I'm Hallie, and I need to step away because someone's knocking on my porch door, so I'll be back really shortly.
3: Who's knocking on her porch door? Her family, presumably. Yeah, that would be my guess.
4: But it is.
2: it still feels odd to knock on the upstairs
3: her family likes to do that that's where they enter from it's also quite possibly a niece or nephew they like to just
4: oh yeah they do like to just go
3: who was it at your door Hallie we need to know
4: um the air conditioning man I forgot that there's an air conditioning man here to make sure that my air conditioning is like ready for when it gets hot I was told this, but I completely forgot.
0: New slice of life complication for Sparky. She has to record a very important expose, but the air conditioning man is there.
4: I don't know how I have so many missed calls and texts. They're like, Hallie, you need to (laughs) let the man
0: in. You have to turn on your
4: AC. This poor man.
0: Okay, so. um...
4: I'm Hallie, she, her, and I play Sparky Malarkey, the intuition who investigates. (laughs) Also, she,
0: her. Okay, so welcome. Before we get started on today's adventure, as always with Under the Neighborhood, we start by doing a slice of life complication where we describe some mundane difficulty that one of our characters is dealing with that will then spiral into a fantastical adventure. Today, you could choose a complication for Hilda or Sparky. So, who wants to begin with their suggestion?
2: My complication is for Hilda. Sparky's coffee maker
4: is broken. <laughs> <laughs> the complication, but it is for Hilda specifically. Hey, Hilda. That makes it. That sells it, though. Yeah, that sells it.
0: I'm really impressed by that. <laughs> That's... You've, you've got me there. We, we've reached the point where, especially because these are going to be in the main episode proper yeah. now, we've really had to start adjusting that joke and really letting it percolate. (laughs) How dare you? Like the coffee machine is not doing. Get the
1: fuck out of here. My complication is, I think it fits better for Sparky and it's a complication that has been my complication for the past couple of days and it is that Sparky is expecting a phone call from somebody (laughs) important, and you can decide who it is. A And you don't know when it's going to come, but you know that at some point you're going to call and you have to pick it up. But so that means you have to unsilence your phone and there's a bunch of scam calls that aren't the call that you want. And that's this nice complication for Sparky because it's so annoying. You keep going and it's like, is this the call? And it's not. It's a scam phone call. And it keeps going. Listen, I've run these scams, I know
4: what they're like. That's
0: such a layered complication <laughs> that takes so long to explain, but is so simple and deep and easy to understand on an emotional level It's
1: because it has been my life for the past couple of days that's why we hear
0: about your car's extended warranty <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no
0: i have mine
3: next if if people would like it and i think it's the opportune time my complication is for Sparky. The extended warranty on Sparky's car has expired. Oh my god. This is relevant because, as we know, Sparky's brakes are still broken. They don't work. <laughs> That's right. Or not Not brakes, not brakes. It's that Sparky can't reverse. I can't right? reverse. <laughs> They're reversed. Sparky <laughs> can't reverse. There we go. I, I fucked that up. But Sparky's car still can't go in reverse. The extended warranty has expired.
1: So so what what if she keeps getting the call of your car's extended <laughs> warranty has expired? But it's, it's actually like actual not a scam, out. it's an actual call. What Sparky keeps thinking it's a scam and hanging up? Beep. Do you think Sparky
2: realizes that this is a metaphor for her life and how she can't go back in
4: time? <laughs> Only play will find out, Emily. Be play to find out here.
0: Alright, Hallie, what's what's your suggestion?
4: Um I forgot it. (laughs) My suggestion is Hilda can't find any of the four pairs of sunglasses she knows she owns. Inspired by this afternoon at 2 p.m. when I wanted to go for a walk. Perfect.
2: I do just really enjoy the idea of Sparky getting calls that she thinks are spam but are actually about her real car's real extended warranty. I'm very drawn to that.
4: If we're gonna be honest, if Sparky were to receive any call about an extended warranty, she'd ignore it because her car is perfect. And nothing short of it just straight up not driving at all anymore is going to convince her that it isn't.
2: So she's waiting on an unrelated call.
4: I'm waiting on an unrelated call. I would like to be waiting on a call from the rutabaga man. I am getting so frustrated. At the lack of rutabagas in this grocery store that I just asked them to call me when the rutabagas were next in stock. And then I can just show up and see if they're actually there. This is an experiment. Okay. It's a really good one.
0: So before we get into it, let's talk about what happened last time and what's happened since then. Last time we saw all of you, a handful of things happened. Hilda and Irene had their first official duel as part of the Intermortal Necromon Championship, where they faced off against a girl named Katrina Collectum and Grigori Rasputin, who is <laughs> cosplaying as Anastasia Romanov. Meanwhile, we learned a bit more about Kike's family, and specifically we learned about his cousin Lionel, who Kike has some grievance with sparky meanwhile went on a date maybe with lucas bang she learned more about elliot's life than anyone needs to know (laughs) and then talked to lucas bang who gave her something that oset scuba had said he wanted to give to hilda and it was just a blank ripped out page Not a whole lot new has happened in the world since then. The Intermortal Necromon Championship is still going on, but we aren't in the, like, exciting finals stuff yet. I don't know, we've probably had a meet or two since that time, and Hilda and Irene have moved on. Now, whether or not they've moved on expertly or by the skin of their teeth is something that I don't want to decide, but they've been progressing in the tournament. It's still the early stages anyway. Since that time, you also all mechanically have gotten advancements. This means that you've got new moves, you've got new skills, you've got more stats. You basically get to decide what stuff you want to add to your character sheet. But in y'all's lives, what's been going on?
2: I'm continuing to be the best in the entire tournament. Thank you. And have very little life outside of that.
0: So just train, 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 fight. Insult, Hilda, train, train, fight.
2: Sometimes sleep occasionally
1: eat does she only eat the tears (laughs) of her uh defeated victims
2: i drink the blood of my enemies
1: i almost said that so i guess both for a balanced (laughs) breakfast
0: (laughs) vampa oats now let me
3: let me add on this scene ever so briefly of irene training just 30 feet back, a little ways to the side, Hilda, nearby, taking notes. <laughs> Hilda's focus in recent times has been taking notes on how to be cool.
2: She's taking notes from Irene?
3: Yep, she's oh. taking notes based on the three coolest people she knows.
4: Adorable.
3: Irene, Sparky, and Kike. Raised
4: oh. Christ
3: almighty. There's like... A separate page for each person of notes on like how to be cool, what this person does.
0: What's a cool lesson? Just one lesson from each person.
3: Oh, damn. Now I got to think of things. Got to put my money where my mouth is. (laughs) Now you got to pretend we're actually cool. (laughs) No, hardly. Um, Hilda is learning how to pose and deliver one liners from Irene. (laughs) She is she is learning how to give off a powerful and menacing aura. It's not working. (laughs) From Sparky, is haggling and getting things you want from a phone call. Hilda has been over at Sparky's place a few times while Sparky has been on the phone, arguing intently to get necessary things. And from Kike, how to be very dignified and just generally being knowledgeable about science, about life, about afterlife. Perfect.
0: I'm so glad that Hilda is getting the answers Sparky has been wanting to ask Kike. Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> is that about? But I could see that, like, during their chemistry lessons, Kike's just like, oh, it's like, and he does I mean, some random story. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's the secret, is that Hilda has
3: asked Kike, like, nothing that he has not volunteered. She's just been listening.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah the secret is that Hilda's being a friend instead of a super annoying reporter person. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, and... Might I say? I mean, your moms have been impressed by your progress, but they're your moms. But <laughs> Walnut and Freddy, they've been getting chills. <laughs> You've been getting cooler.
1: I imagine Walnut and Freddy have that like, that thing like in Lilo and Stitch with the like good and bad mm-hmm. coloring thing Lilo does, but cool and uncool. And they've been coloring more of uh, <laughs> Hilda's cool.
0: Yeah, basically walnut has been a bit distracted. Day has been struggling a bit more with the competition than you have, Hilda and Irene. But Day is still in it for now.
2: Your moms have also had to replace another one of your textbooks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did Booker eat it again?
2: He's been very jealous.
0: PK <laughs> and Sparky, what have you been up to?
4: Um, Sparky despite being the one to initiate flirting with Lucas Bang, doesn't want to think about the feelings that she has around Lucas Bang, and so has driven herself further into her rutabaga heist board mystery. Currently, the center of her rutabaga heist board is the blank piece of paper she got from Lucas Bang. She doesn't know what to do with it. She hasn't given it to Hilda yet. It's pinned to the board with a a pin, and she's got a lot of notes around it that say like, Relevant to Vegas involved with Vegas <laughs> like she's desperate for this to fit in. So she just, she just, she just, what is this blank piece of paper about? Like she'll give it to Hilda. Fuck it,
0: take one to your tracker.
4: Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. Take another point, as if you have almost stumbled onto something.
4: Oh ho
2: ho ho! Oh ho
0: ho ho! Okay, hang on.
2: How many points do you need to
0: fill for your tracker?
4: Seven, and I have um three. Well, now this is my fourth, so now I have four.
0: Has Kikiga been up to anything?
1: Not really. I mean, it's the same as before. He's a very standard
0: man. I mean, he's had probably centuries to just kind of figure out a pattern he likes.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a very routine kind of man. And like, sometimes it gets disrupted, but he incorporates that disruption into his routine.
0: Speaking of disruptions, let's get to today's adventure. So I need something from Tom and Hallie. I need one of you to give me a stat. And I need one of you to give me a place. Ooh. And it can be any place, something that's already been done, or you could be like the bad. shit
1: I don't know. Russia. You're, You're in Sarvia
0: now, motherfucker.
4: Serbia. <laughs> we found the magical book of transportation.
3: I was going to go a little simpler and suggest a place that is Chuck Beaver's (laughs) Emporium of Fun and Pizza.
0: Beautiful. Chuck Beaver's Emporium of Fun and Pizza. Yes.
1: I love that. Like, I feel like every AU in every story has to have a variation of Chuck E. Cheese. It's imperative. Every single one.
3: It's your birthday. It's
1: your fucking possum from a goofy movie.
2: I think I've been to Chuck E.
0: Cheese once in my life.
1: Same, actually. I've been there
0: at least once.
1: I had a
4: birthday party there and it was a real high point for me.
0: Allie, give me one of the four stats.
4: Heart.
2: Why would you pick heart? Why wouldn't
4: I pick heart? It's my lowest stat. <laughs> Are we both bad at heart? No, well, hearts. What I'm, I'm good at heart today. So
0: yeah, but this was for the Ari and Emily part <laughs> of the session.
4: I don't regret my decision.
0: Ari, me, roll me to help somebody.
1: Oh boy! And with my heart that okay. Ooh. Uh, so that is <laughs> that is a one.
0: I want. Was that a natural one? No, like... it
1: was a. It was not a natural.
0: It was, one. So it was like a three. Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I, I cannot justify using my loaded die because I don't know what the fuck this is for.
0: Happy, happy, happy birthday! Have explosive birthday! Onto gore around. Ah! On the opposite side, we see a large, hulking, buff man deer figure a
3: what? scream
0: before flipping its head over, getting on all fours. In chasing you one direction, KK.
1: Without a head? Is it like a headless, tough
0: deer? It has a deer head, but the head like wraps around like the back of its head and down to its like butt, essentially. Oh. <laughs> and it chases oh. after you, no. where you pass by this other figure that <laughs> which does this like chittering sound with its teeth, Oh god. like you can hear it scraping as if someone is scraping the side of a knife. You hear a voice from across the way say, please, I know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you like this, but you have to help me. And you see down a passageway a figure, wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask. Oh god. Trying to run away from this beaver-like figure, which has gotten their cape caught in one of the beaver's teeth. Oh, oh boy. And the figure we had felt such hate towards reaches out to you. But you find yourself either unable or unwilling to help. Not that the reason why matters much because the end results will be the same.
5: Now you might be wondering, how does a gentlemanly skeleton find himself pursued by ravenous robotic woodland creatures? Well, I wish I could tell you, but the truth is, I thought this was going to be just another regular Sunday. An uneventful Sunday. The perfect Sunday. But such luxuries are not afforded to men such as myself. Our tale begins with me resting in my study, unaware of the catastrophe it was about to befall me.
0: So Kike, it is your Sunday off. What are you up to? All we know is that you are in... Not your home in Necropolis, but you're right. in your home in the valley.
1: He's just, you know, reading a Sherlock Holmes uh, <laughs> book. Or actually, no. The Basil of Baker Street book series.
3: Maurice LeBlanc.
1: Oh, the Basil LeBlanc. Yeah, we, we don't have, a, we didn't have detective, like a specific detective novel that's famous in Mexico. So I'm just going to say the whole collection of the Sherlock Holmes books he just has been reading it the entire day.
0: Let's make our own, actually. Okay. It's the full compilation of the lay detective stuff.
3: Yes! yes.
0: Adventure series written by I don't know what the term is for a like underwater ghost, but a famous detective who died on the Titanic. Titanic. God. Who has been writing his stories? Toucan
1: is in the in his backyard just chilling. Sometimes he hands some food to Toucan that is just chilling outside. That's basically what he's doing while he drinks some refreshing horchata.
0: And there's a variety of ways people get into your house. Some people knock. Sparky climbs in through a hole in the gate, which has presumably now been Sparky-proofed.
1: It is, it is, yeah.
0: Lionel will always do, he'll do the jovial...
1: Yeah, he always, Kike always knows when it's Lionel, because he always does very specific knocking that Kike hates.
0: But there's one person who uh, always opens the door without knocking. Hey, Tio Kike. Hey, penguino? Hey, kiddo.
5: Ah, yes, penguin Rodriguez. One day, the kids start calling Tukum by this befuddling alias. I don't know why, I don't know how, but the name stuck like ectoplasm on the bottom of your shoe. But the mystery of the bird's new name would have to wait as an ever greater puzzle was about to present itself before me.
0: And Kike, you notice, you turn around and you see that Ariel has come in. Ariel is here. And you at first thought they were here alone, because even though they usually come in with Unuen, Yunuen almost always comes in and gives you a hug immediately. But you turn around and you see that your niece is kind of slowly and sadly walking just a little bit behind Ariel with her hand held in Ariel's hand.
1: He'll approach and be like, Hey Chaparrita, que paso? What's what's wrong? And he's gonna look at Ariel like to ask what's wrong as he goes and hugs her
0: Yunuan know, takes a moment to kind of compose herself and Ariel's like, It's alright, Yuna. know? Kike knows his stuff. What?
1: <laughs> Kike's like actually surprised that Ariel said something along those lines about him, like that they think that he knows his stuff.
0: Unuin lets go of Ariel's hand and reaches into her lanyard. And you think she's going to pull out one of her cards to help, you know, communicate. But mm-hmm. instead of pulling that out, she pulls out her hollow foil necroman card and she turns it over and you can see that with the exception of a fading signature, the card is blank.
1: There's supposed to be a picture here, right? Where's the little chinchilla thing? The chemicals in here are not supposed to wear out with like washings and stuff like that. But did, did it fall anywhere? Or he's gonna like look at Ariel?
0: And Ariel's going to lift up one hand that's just completely sop and wet and say, "No, nope, I checked. Mm-hmm. Only thing we found was this." And they reach into their pocket and they hand you a piece of paper.
5: And that's when it all began. With a clue, the first thread that, when pulled, would unravel this entire mystery. But like a necrocat pawing at its ball of yarn, if I wasn't careful, I risked entangling myself in something far more treacherous. Unfortunately, in my field of work, safety first is only a theory.
1: As soon as he gets the first clue and after he realizes that it's not just a mishap of the card, he's going to be like, At long last, my opportunity to solve a mystery has arrived. Just like the fabled Lady text stuff. And he is going to reach off screen and then he's going to put a little detective hat instead of his regular hat, which is pretty similar, but it, it has checkered squares instead. I was waiting for the opportunity to wear this hat, and it has now arisen.
0: Cool or whatever, but are you like doing like a theme or something like? Don't
1: worry, my uh, <laughs> client niece. We will unveil this mystery. Me and my compatriot, and <laughs> look at Tukan. <laughs>
0: Toucan nods so hard that he just hammers a hole into one of the tables.
1: That is something that will be fixed later.
0: Greetings, Detective. Before we continue with this episode, I have some important announcements to tell you during this, the announcement break. I hope you're enjoying this new noir-themed adventure, which is actually going to be a three-parter. So typically our adventures will be two episodes long, although occasionally they might dip into being a couple episodes longer or an episode shorter. And in a case like that, I will tell you. Like, I just did right now. In addition to our regular cast of folks, we have some lovely noir monologues done by Rob from Totalis Rankium. So I just want to take a moment to thank Rob for that. And I will be thanking him and our other voice actor come next episode. Additionally, I wanted to let you all know that I released a new tabletop role playing game. This one is completely free. Dream Allies is a two-page tabletop role-playing game inspired by the Kirby video game series. Sit around with your friends, create your own cosmically powerful, unimaginably adorable friend, and then help him on his journey to save Wishland and probably kill God in the process. You can find Dream Allies via the link below, or you can just search it on itch.io or RPG. Alright, we don't actually have an external promo, so that's all I've got for you today. Our next episode, The Necromon Thief Part 2, will be releasing on Monday, August 22nd. But if you'd like additional stories, podcasts, or behind-the-scenes videos, you can find them at patreon.com slash questfriends. For example, since our last episode, select Patreon backers got access to a short story where Grigori Rasputin finds love. I hope to see you there. All right, Sparky and Hilda, what are you up to on this fine Sunday I was going to say afternoon, but I actually... I feel like it's a healthy 9.37 a.m.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: my description of what I'm doing depends upon a specific detail that I now ask of you, Hallie. In Sparky's home, is there, like, a comfy chair or, like, a small sofa?
4: Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call it, like, nice, but it's comfy in the way that old furniture is,
3: like, broken in, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, it's been
4: like, yeah. a little stained. There's some stuffing coming out, but it's, like, the kind you want to fall down into, you know?
3: Precisely the image I have as well. Good, good. Uh, That's where Hilda is. Sitting sideways in it, so, like, knees hooked over one arm of it, and then leaning back against the other arm, reading a book, and like, So, boss, what's the plan for today?
4: Sparky is staring at her heist board that has the blank piece of paper in the middle of it, with all the, like, relevant to Vega. notes scribbled around it, and she's stroking her chin, just kind of staring at it, hoping for a revelation. And then she will turn to Hilda and say, Hilda, what do you know about Scuba and about Rudabegas? Because the plural is with an s, of course.
3: Uh, I mean, for the former, they make a lot of money. Yes, they do selling Necromon stuff. Okay, yeah, they're all over town lately. Hmm. Um, really suspicious about that Maybelline character. She seemed. Uh, I agree. She seemed really up to no good. Yes. When we saw her.
4: Tell me, and that she's getting closer to Hilda now. She's really happy. Hilda's latched onto that. So she's suddenly like, if Hilda's sitting on the on the couch, she's suddenly just like in her face and goes, "Yes, tell me all of your of your little reporter instincts. What did they pick up on Maybelline?"
3: Oh well, it just seemed like she was being really suspicious yes. at that signing we went to a little while ago. She
4: really was, wasn't she?
3: I don't know. I didn't like the whole weird signing thing they were doing there, but yeah, she just seemed she just seemed kind of mean, you know?
4: Yes. hmm. Did you, uh, what, what did you pick up on, uh, her relations with, uh, with, um, your hero, Mr. Lucas Bang?
3: I have to think carefully about how to word <laughs> Hilda's thoughts on this situation. So Hilda, Hilda is going to sort of, like, she likes to look down and look away like she's upset or maybe trying to hide something and just sort of say, well, I don't know how much they have spoken to each other, but I don't, I don't think I trust lucas bang not to be working with her considering what we know okay yeah that's right booker and she'll give booker a little like scratch on the spine
0: right fucking get his ass hilda <laughs>
4: uh kyle i check my phone do i have any messages from lucas bang
0: um i don't know so i'm <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> Let's do a. Roll
4: heart. How much does he like
2: you? Roll heart. Wow. Specifically,
0: a a kind of. We'll do like a kind of convince somebody.
4: Okay. My heart today is plus two. So.
0: Fuck all y'all. Here we go. Nice. So, did you convince Lucas to text you back?
4: I don't know. I don't know. Mm. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) With the plus two. Mixed success. Who does the bullet hit? Who does Cupid's arrow
0: hit? <laughs> you convinced him to text you. Perfect. But there was there was a drawback. Ugh. Choose one of the drawbacks.
3: <laughs> they make one inconvenient misunderstanding. It's it's,
4: <laughs> it's that one, or they're upset with me. But Lucas Bang doesn't feel like he can get mad about things, except like I don't know world hunger. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they make one inconvenient misunderstanding.
0: Okay, so you go and check your phone, and you're scrolling down, and there's a bunch of impound places that are saying, We're calling you about your car's extended warranty. Please get back to us about your van's extended warranty. Please talk to us about your van's life cycle. It's just dozens of extended warranty texts that you have not had the time to delete.
4: God, these spam calls are getting so bad nowadays.
0: And you scroll down and you find Lucas, and then suddenly your phone dings, and Lucas moves back up to the top of your phone queue because it's the newest message. So you now have to scroll all the way up, and before we figure out what his new message is, tell me a little bit about, let's go through some of the old texts. So in the past month, you probably got a text from Lucas saying like, hey, uh, thanks for, uh, meeting with me really hope that envelope i gave you was helpful for your uh protege and uh hope i didn't talk too much about my my life dreams uh next time we'll uh we'll we'll talk about all the things that have changed in your life
4: uh um sparky responded elmao things always be changing with me (laughs) elmao elmao the correct way to say l-m-a-o instead of (laughs) lmao uh you know how it is Always chasing those cases. (laughs) A more proper way of saying it would be, uh, you know, chasing leads, solving cases, but she typed too fast.
0: I like to choose that those are the later texts. Uh, I mean, what I mean by that is like chasing leads.
4: (laughs) She's a nervous texter, and sometimes she messages so fast in group chats that Messenger thinks that she's (laughs) a spam bot and locks her out. But that's a slice of life complication for a future episode, listeners.
0: He texts you, but his misunderstanding is he thinks the following message isn't rude. You get back K with a period. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, the anger that it, that spiked in me. Okay, um, you know what? We're gonna escalate it. He uses periods in his texts.
0: Ooh, ooh, awful. Yeah, and that's that's the one. We'll say that's the one you just got.
4: Okay, Sparky looks at it and then closes her eyes and opens them again in kind of a cartoonish double take. And then she puts it off and puts her in her pocket and is like, no, maybe we do need to do a little more investigation into Lucas Bay.
3: <laughs> yes. But also, um, I don't actually know a lot about rutabagas at all. No. I don't think my moms have ever made it. Hmm. But if you let me in, I can help. What's the scoop so far? Where do we need to dig?
4: That's the spirit I like to see. Sparky will put a hand on Hilda's shoulder and go, now listen, you ever been to the out-of-time grocery store? I think so. Okay, um, you know how they have the produce section in the front? There is a rutabaga section there, and they are out of rutabagas every single time. Does that seem normal to you? Because you've, because your moms have never made it, right? Now think about it, think about it. Has anyone's moms ever made rutabagas? Rutabagas, because the plural's <laughs> with an S?
3: I mean, I guess I would assume so, but... You would assume so,
4: and yet, there are no rutabagas in the store. Now, I know this seems innocuous and, um, like, something that nobody else would care about, but Hilda, we're reporters. This is the kind of thing we care about. We see what nobody else sees. Yeah. And we get to the bottom of what nobody else can get to the bottom of. Yeah. And these rutabagas, they have been... They have been...
3: So we need to get in there and see what their inventory is. Yes,
4: exactly.
3: We're cool. Who do we know at fresh time can get us in?
4: Well, it's open right now, so I think we can just walk in.
3: Well, yeah, but they probably don't have it out in the open. It's probably like in in an office somewhere, but we're not allowed to
0: go. Ding. You got a message on your phone.
4: Thinking that it's maybe Lucas, I ignore it because uh, because I don't check my messages all the time. Come on. I'm busy. I've got rutabagas to find. You got a life. I've got a life, man. Uh, you got a second thing. The second ding I want to check. <laughs> the will is very weak. I want to check the second ding.
0: We're trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. I We're trying to reach away. you about
4: your car's extended hang warranty. Up, hang up. I I Hang up. Two more dings. I do not. I do not answer them.
0: Three more dings. No, I turned my
3: phone off. The worst part is, this feels like the introduction to a horror movie, <laughs> and I'm I'm very afraid that that's what's happening here. Even though we made this up, I'm fully expecting a, the text is coming from inside the house moment.
4: All right, all right. Perfect. Before we go, though, uh, Hilda dear, and then Sparky is going to carefully remove that middle piece of paper from her rutabaga heist board, hold it up to Hilda and say, does this mean anything to you? Rekulb.
3: Hilda will gently open up Booker's pages to take a look at the the torn
0: one. So Hilda, you take a look at the pages inside of Booker. Because as discussed previously... One of the things that makes this book different when it's in the booker form versus when it's just Bob Cha'Anya's book is that in addition to the antennae and the little folded feet and the fact that he can say Rakub, is that on the inside, in between the regular pages that Bob Cha'Anya had written out, are some extra ones. These are different. They have a different kind of texture, something older and almost magical feeling. And you've never been sure what, if anything, was supposed to be written on them, because the rest of the pages have been ripped out. Hilda is going to squint at it for
3: a little while. And look to Booker and give him a little pet and see, like how he's reacting to it
2: Booker's little eye stalks look at where the torn pages should go and they look back up and they look down and then there is an incredibly loud thud as Booker uses his little legs to spring into the air and starts chewing on the page. Ah!
4: No, 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 no! I'm, I'm trying to rip it back because it's blank, but what if it's important? It was at the center of my rutabaga list. It's all connected. I know it. I know it has to be. Don't take it.
3: Hilda will also try to yank it away from both parties just, like, keep it
0: back for now. Okay, give me, give me a three-way take-action roll. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Oh, no! take action.
4: Take action.
2: What are, what is Booker's heart?
0: Uh, so Booker, his signature stat is books, right, Tom? Yes. Yeah, so yours is, you're rolling fierce. Everyone rolls fierce (laughs) except for Hilda, because Hilda has the move that lets her roll hearts instead of fierce for take action specifically.
2: (laughs) I rolled a one
4: and a two.
3: Snake eyes.
4: That's what you rolled. That's what their name is.
3: I just, mm.
4: I got an eight.
0: Sparky e. describe a bullet hit, Hallie. <laughs> describe how you get this paper the out. The book, it hits the book. <laughs> so
4: Booker's trying to eat the page. Um, Sparky's just gonna like grab onto the hands and then use her foot to
0: like kick Booker off. Not really! <laughs> oh! I'm not like kicking a Booker. Oh! I'm just like I'm just like throwing birds and kicking bull crabs. <laughs> you could have just grabbed it out of my hand. What is wrong with you, Sparky Malarkey? The page was in my hand! I thought
3: you had it out! Of, I thought Booker had taken it! Well, I'm holding it in my hand. Booker just
4: jumped
0: up to bite it. Oh, well,
4: that changes things. I thought Booker had completely taken the thing wholesale. I thought he had gotten it out of your hand.
2: Yeah. The way
0: I imagined it is you were both tugging on it, and Sparky is also trying to pull yeah, it out. Yeah, I, I thought this was oh. a three-way roll to see who got okay, it. Okay, well, uh, in that case,
4: <laughs> I'm not kicking the book, and, um... <laughs> I'm, I'm just, like, I'm just... <laughs> I'm ripping it out without even shoving the book because my ripping skills are that proficient.
3: Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. I don't, I, I don't trust
4: this. But the the paper? Of course not. No, it's so weird, right? This is, this is, your reporter senses are tingling, right? Rekulb.
3: Booker, I don't think you should eat this right now. We need to- Rekulb! We need to research it first. We have to make sure it's safe for you. Booker pouts.
2: He's not, like, angry at Hilda or anything, but he, like, kind of
3: scrunches up. Just doing the face at you, just like,
0: I'm not angry, I'm just mad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um, where did you say you got this from,
3: boss?
4: Well, funny you should mention, but, uh, Lucas Bang gave this to me last time when we met. He said it was for you from, um, Oset Scuba? I would like to carefully fold up the piece of paper and quick question about necro cards. Um, I guess no, because a card sleeve is different than a card. I was going to ask if there was like a laminate thing I could slip it into, but that's probably not.
3: I mean, surely there are card sleeves for necro cards. All of your
0: cards are in card sleeves. In Bang Bang, two momentous things happened. One, somehow you went from 151 cards to 249 don't know how that happens. You just started saying you have- Beth is weird when you're not
4: hopper scotch. But then
0: remember, you got uh, all 249 card sleeves signed by Lucas Bang. Yeah. So unless you sold them, you have 248 blank necro cards in sleeves signed by Lucas Bang. They are
4: in sleeves. I'm going to add that. Necro cards in sleeves. Okay.
0: And then you have one necromouse in a sleeve signed by Lucas Bang.
4: One Necro Mouse, oh, I forgot about that little mouse, okay, uh yeah, so I'm gonna put it in one of the Necro card sleeves, so one of the Necro cards is now uh that important piece of paper, and that's the one I keep separate from all two hundred and forty eight other Necro cards
3: boss are you are you going to see that Lucas Bang
0: guy anytime soon?
4: I slightly check my phone to see if he's followed up to the
0: K um. We're going to do a quick smash cut to Lucas Bang right now, <laughs> nervously sweating his phone like, oh, sure hope she messages back to that. <laughs> That's my best conversation starter. This is why Lucas Bang has not been on many dates since Sparky. <laughs> I wanted to put in the period so that she knew I was done with my thought and that she could continue with her own thoughts. You know, punctuation, it's like it's it's
3: a real lost art in texting. <laughs> I really I really believe in like a really careful sense of writing. But I, I did the cake
0: and I was going to do OK, but I did the cake because she did the LMAO. It's it's light. It's fun. It's light and fun. It, yeah, it lets
3: people know that like I'm fun. I, I'm i cool
0: with whatever like periods. <laughs> Just sweating bullets. <laughs> and uh, we're going to say he's at like some sort of scuba core event. So next to him, we see uh, Sammy, who again is just a doll, just a possessed doll, getting like the sweat on his like sleeve and just squeezing it out into like a bin somewhere.
4: Didn't need that image. Um, Since he has not responded.
0: Did you check any of the other uh, texts, by the way? What? No, fuck that. Okay. by the way, you've got uh, let me do a math quickly. You've got 661 more texts in that time. That's almost a very evil number, and I'd like it to get to the evil number.
4: Then I put my foot then I put it away and say, That is undetermined as of this moment.
3: Oh, I was just thinking we should try and like plant a bug on him or something. Figure out what's really going on.
4: Sparky, a sly smile slowly spreads its way across her face, and she'll say, You can learn a lot of things from a good bug. That's not a bad idea. I've never done it to someone I'm trying to see.
3: Hilda just looking like wide eyed, <laughs> waiting for a response to that.
4: But they are a source of valuable information. All right,
3: but yeah, for the for the Ruta Vegas.
4: Yeah, lot of lot of things going on. This is a reporter's world. So many stories.
3: So many different things to juggle.
4: Exactly. So many irons in the fire. Because that's what we're good at.
3: Yeah. We're good at a lot of things, Hilda. Yeah. We're good at a lot of yeah. things. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Book or two. <laughs> and Hilda is just like arms up in the air cheering. Uh,
4: this continues as uh, as Sparky starts her car and, and um, off we go <laughs> to the store
0: like a gunshot the car goes on so i'm assuming it's one of those
4: oh yeah
0: and as it does there's a rush of heat because you know extremely hot engine yeah but sparky you feel something a little hotter and i want you to take a gm intrusion oh okay who do you want to give the other point to
4: let's give it to hilda because we're sharing an adventure
0: so before I mentioned 661 texts, you had five unread texts.
4: So I did get to the evil number.
0: We uh, we're just going to we're going to do a little dramatic like zoom in effect. We can see the inside of Sparky's phone and there's this little burning sensation and we can see 666 unread messages from a number with the name Hellish Impound. And the text, we're calling you about your car's extended warranty, turns hot and red and flaming. I don't like that.
5: Within this crumpled up, torn, discarded slip of paper was a note. The note contained clear instructions. Go to the dome, 7pm. you all know what to do. The dome was the valley's premier dome-shaped museum. At the time, it was hosting an exhibit on Savia. Now, I can't feel temperature, but that didn't stop the mere name of that frigid country from sending a shiver up my spine. That's what bad blood will do to you. I suppose.
0: So you're at the Dome, which is currently holding a Zarvian exhibit. There are a lot of czars in Tsarvia. In fact, it's a population of all czars and then Rasputin. So there's a bunch of exhibits about the culture and about the weird geopolitical landscape it was in. And then, of course, a bunch of things about the Romanovs. I was gonna say all of them have their own music and stuff and like little announcer voice. But you find yourself near this tiny little dinky box about Rasputin that isn't working, like the music is not playing, it's just stuttering and failing to start.
1: I guess I just want to say that when entering the exhibit, which I assume costs like, you know, a dollar or, or so, like something representative, Kike will just be like... Three tickets. We are here to solve a mystery. <laughs> it was like all dramatic as a ticket taker. It's just like, okay. And, and, but anyways, he's also going to be like, look at Ariel. Then look at it and be like, I know that guy. Yes, I have seen this man before. Perhaps this mystery guy comes to haunt me again. <laughs> as he did so many months ago <laughs> when we first encountered the Pic Pic.
0: Ow! You just hear that faintly in the distance. Ariel's gonna look at you and look at Yunuin, who's like really excited and like has stars in her eyes, and will be like, uh, yeah, uh, Kei K- Cheeto, Tio, uh, I think, you know, you got this on your phone. So thanks for the tickets. Uh, we're gonna just go learn about Zarvia and those two are going to walk off because Ariel is deeply uncomfortable with whatever the fuck you're doing. <laughs>
1: as they are walking off with Yunwen, Kike is going to be like, don't worry, kids. Aurelio Kanaka and his assistant, Pinguino Rodriguez, are on the case.
0: <laughs> the sound from the Rasputin exhibit dies out as Toucan, who also I'm assuming has a little... Detective's hat. He also
1: has a little detective hat. God
0: since he's <laughs> Penguino Rodriguez, probably has like a little tux too. Yes. Uh for the penguin. Um as he just jams in and destroys the speaker, and you just hear another OW from the distance. Ah, yes.
1: Good thinking, my assistant. This speaker perhaps holds the clue to the mystery that we need. But what was that mysterious scream in the distance? Perhaps that and this broken speaker are connected and he's going to examine the speaker and if there's nothing wrong with it he's going to go towards the sound of the screaming which i assume is within the exhibit is it like the cheap skate where there's just rasputin inside <laughs> this exhibit
0: uh i will explain what rasputin is up to later on okay Give me a books roll. So we're actually going to do something different with this investigation where we're going to do a general books roll. And based on how you roll, we'll determine what kind of clues. you Okay. Uh,
1: Seven.
0: Seven. All right. I have in my hands the Ultimate RPG Game Master World Building Guide, which has a section on murder mysteries. So if you had rolled a full success, I was going to give you a couple of clues and you were going to be able to ask me an explicit question, say I want this question answered. Okay. As long as it's not who done it. Yeah. But you could ask me like how how did they do it, you know? It's so like based on the clue. You could just ask me any question and I would give you a clue that would give you uh-huh. the answer to that. Mm. Since you rolled a mixed success, you still are going to get clues. But I'm going to pull a card, and that is going to determine what the clue is. So essentially, you don't get to dictate what the clue is. I just oh, give it to you. Okay. And the clue is a heart. It is eight. So hearts relates to the victim's personality and emotions. So this is going to relate not to the pickpocket, but to something that may have been stolen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And an eight means a piece of furniture was damaged. So you look and you notice that the Rasputin thing wasn't just randomly broken. Instead, there were signs of a struggle here, specifically bite marks Whoa! all over the speaker.
1: Ooh, okay. He's gonna be like, ha. Here's something interesting, and see the the marks. Um, hmm, is it is it are well? I don't know how much I can ask. Like, are they only in the speaker, or do they seem to like be anywhere else near the exhibit? Like a thing to track or something?
0: You don't see any marks. You don't see any tracks, but you do see someone else. But for that, we have to do a bit of a flashback. Ari and Emily are going to do a noir mystery today. What? So we're going to hire an external voice actor. What? To be like, man. I thought this was going to be an easy case. Simple one. Find the bad guy and get out. But.
4: They get to solve a noir mystery in a Chuck E. Cheese?
0: (laughs) Was I able to help in time? Stuck in a van. Something like that. And that's going to be the cold open. Broken
1: coffee maker. Please include this in the post credit. I,
3: I feel like this almost needs to be included in the actual episode Ever of been. monologue. <laughs> Hallie screaming in the background.
4: I have a heist board. They don't have a heist board. Well, they could have heist boards. I will never deny anyone the chance to have their very own heist
5: boards.
1: <laughs> I don't know why your voice is fluctuating into Ness's. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's what happens when I get upset. I become Ness. I want I to I wanna go to the Beavers. Shock never took me there.
0: Then we're gonna do a monologue. <laughs> ah, yes. Pinguino Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. The kids started calling Toucan that. Don't know why, don't know how, but the name <laughs> stuck like something on a metaphor.
1: Like something in the bo- at the bottom of your
0: shoe. <laughs> like something on the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> Hallie, give me a location. Russia. <laughs> Zarbia. Go to the, uh, go to the Zarvian exhibit. Oh no,
4: why I did that. Now they get to go to a Zarvian thing and I don't get to go there. <laughs>
0: I played myself by being bad. God damn it. We have Kike's timeline. Now we're going to go back to this other timeline that will have no bearing on his timeline. Thanks for saying it's Kike's timeline. Well, Irene probably hasn't <laughs> appeared yet, Emily. I have been here I'm the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she has. She has been here the whole time. But I don't, I'm pretty sure the cutting point is literally right before Irene appears. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs>